previously on Spawn On Me. The same Chicago near Southside where yours truly will be this weekend for C2E2. Yeah, um, it it should be a really, really fun time. There are going to be some uh, some game devs there and lots of other personalities that I'll that I'll try and talk to and see if we can't uh, find some interesting people to bring to your attention. By the time you guys are listening to this, it's the future. I've already gone and I had a wonderful time and was completely successful in everything I set out to do for us and for the show. So... You're welcome. And I believe in you. Thank you. I had a great time. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Spawn on Me podcast. This is episode 12. I am Cicero Holmes, a.k.a. Stubby Stan. I know you realize that something's a little off. You're sitting around, you're saying, hey, wait a minute, where's Khalif? That's not how everything starts. We usually get some stupid ramblings from that dumb guy after the fact. But uh, guess what, guys? It's the game of spawns. And in the game of spawns, you win or you die. Uh, And Khalif didn't win. (laughs) <laughs> no, actually, uh, Khalif is right now, he is across the country um, looking at the taking a tour of the facilities of the L.A. Clippers since uh, Donald Sterling has uh, has to sell the team. So Khalif, you know, he's balling like that, ladies and gentlemen. I don't I don't know if you realize that. But uh, yeah, Khalif is Khalif's off. Looking at the Clippers, so uh, best of luck to him and 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 uh, Mrs. Adams on their, you know, uh, upcoming purchase of the L.A. Clippers. Blake Griffin will be working for him. Um, we'll we'll see how well that works out for him. Um, so so today is going to be a little little bit of a, a a different episode. If you couldn't, if you didn't realize that. From the very weird intro, uh, that intro was a flashback to last week's episode where we talked about uh, me going to the Chicago Comics and Entertainment Expo C2E2, which I completely obliterated and butchered last week. Uh, so C2E2, uh, I went, I saw, I conquered, um, and... I've got it all for you. Um, you know, one of the things that we're really happy about doing, we love doing the show. Um, it's, it's being able to bring all the great gaming news to you, but also being able to do the thing that only we can do here. And that is bring you interesting stories from very interesting people that you may not have heard of before. Or maybe you're familiar with their work and you don't necessarily know who they are. Um, and over the course of last weekend, I was able to find exactly those people. And I interviewed some of them and I am bringing it all back to you. Uh, I am so, so happy to have, have been able to do that. Um, thanks, everyone who I got a chance to talk to. We're going to you're going to hear from them in a little while. Also, Khalif asked everyone that saw me at C2E2, that's a fan of the show or a friend of the show, uh to 
give me a hug. And I've got to say also, that is exactly what happened. Um, uh, a good friend of the show, Brian, uh, shout out to you, brother. It was good seeing you again. Um, you know, Brian and I, quick story, Brian and I froze our asses off trying to see Wu-Tang, um, a couple of years ago and we were outside waiting for the show to start for two and a half hours. It was in the single, single digits or below zero. We're standing outside and wound up never going to the show. So, um, Brian, you know, you're forever my dude. Um, and also, uh, Dan, him, a robot on Twitter, everybody go follow Dan, him, a robot. Um, or it's just him, a robot on Twitter. Um, saw Dan and Dan's a, Dan's a really good friend of mine and a, a great fan to the show. Um, and, and friend to the show, he was there. He gave me a hug. I definitely needed it. I worked really hard for you guys. Um, it was, it was a great time and I can't wait to, to give you guys a chance to hear what everybody is working on and what they're doing. I've got a couple of really special surprises for you. Um, I'll save those towards the end. We're going to do a little different format, um, than we, than we normally do because I'm doing the show all, all bets are off, baby. So, you know, it's, it's just buckle in, buckle up and it's going to be a, a little bit of a fun ride. Uh, a little housekeeping really quickly. I, I've got to, uh, uh, you know, send out our apologies on behalf of myself and Khalif for the quiet storm, smooth jazz version, uh, of the show last week. We were, we, you know, neither one of us had our, had our caffeinated, had our caffeine uh, in, in our systems last week, we were both drinking sleepy time. And, uh, as a result, the show, you know, I think it was still a good show, but I, I think that we were, uh, we were a little, a little subdued for all the great stuff that we were talking about. So, uh, we'll, we'll try to be more conscious of that going forward. And, and we're going to give you guys the exciting show that, that you're used to all the time. Maybe you had a, a little bit to do with the fact that, uh, Kaja Ken's, my my captain had to eat a little uh eat a little crow sandwich for uh for our boy es- Esper Kid Goku. That's Esper Kid Goku. Fan fan of the month. Um <laughs> uh so let's let's get started where we always get started and that is with our breakdown. Uh we're going to break down the news, break it down, break it down. Uh and the first piece of breakdown news the biggest news of the week actually um quite as it's kept is that microsoft is going to be the first uh or microsoft and the xbox are going to be the first official consoles sold in the country of china it's the first console sold there in over 14 years uh, they'll be available. Xbox ones will be available in China in September. Now that's huge. Obviously everyone knows over a billion people in China, they're making lots and lots of stuff there. The user base is becoming, you know, more and more Westernized. 
the the consumers, the workers there, their middle class is growing and 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 it's growing exponentially. So it's a what they call an emerging market. It should be really exciting if you're Microsoft to be able to tap into that that crazy market. Now, Spicy Horse founder American McGee, who lives in Shanghai, has has penned an article saying that the Xbox One going to China would be like uh, selling sand on the beach. I guess his get his his basically his take on that take on it is the, is the fact that there are so many clones console clones uh, in China. Piracy is piracy is the way to do things in China. Um, if you're not getting things off the black market, then it's not worth having um, because, you know, again, it's a communist country. Uh, so so people aren't necessarily as trusting of what the government provides as opposed to what they can get into the, in the black market. It generally is something better. Um, so it, it looks like. He doesn't believe that the Xbox One is going to be successful because there are so many Android clones, so many different types of consoles and and mobile devices and and different ways, different avenues for you to play your games and and get access to to all of the things that you want if you're a Chinese citizen. Um, so we'll you know I guess we'll you know we'll find out in September how it does and see see who's who is correct, whether it's American McGee or whether it's Microsoft and the Chinese government. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you guys let me know what you think your votes are, uh, where you think the votes should go. And uh, that piece of breakdown news out of the way, I want to give you our first interview from C2E2. This is uh, Miss Christina Barr of Ninja Dust Publishing. I ran into her... Uh, really delightful young sister out of Detroit, and uh, I was, you know, happy to sit down and speak with her. And thought, you know, she's not necessarily into gaming, but she's she's got some books. If you're if you've got some younger kids or or some tweens, maybe she's got some great stuff for you. Uh, take a listen to Christina Barr. Hello, everybody. This is your boy Cicero Holmes, aka Stubby Stan, here at C2E2, the Chicago Comics and Entertainment Expo, having a, a sit down brief chat with Christina Barr from Ninja Dust Publishing. Uh, Christina, why don't you say hi to everyone and tell us uh, what you're all about and why you're here today? Uh, hello. We are, well, I'm with Ninja Dust Publishing. We specialize in contemporary fantasy, romance, action, adventure, and children's literature. We love sci-fi, contemporary fantasy, and we just have books for all ages, from about six all the way up to old grandmothers in the church, like <laughs> our stuff. So uh, we like all kinds of writing, and uh, we believe in immersing yourself in your imagination and letting it fly. Immersion is definitely the way to go. Uh, so you've written some books, correct? Mm-hmm. Why don't you talk about your books and, and what they are? Well, currently all the titles in Ninja Dust Publishing are all my titles. There you um, go. <laughs> so right now we have five published. I've written ten novels. Um, the first one I published is Super Kid. It's about a little boy with an overactive 
overactive imagination who believes he has superpowers. <laughs> he teams up with his friends, Stickman and Princess Lady Diva, to help <laughs> fight crime in the community and make it a much safer and cooler place for the neighborhood to be. It's a good book for parents to read with their children okay. because it, there's a lot of humor for them to enjoy it and even some heart-touching moments as well, nice. and, and the kids like it. So <laughs> um, It's good for all ages. Um, the next one up is a light book. And it takes place in a world where people don't dream. And if you do, you're taken away to these prison camps. And um, it's kind of like a post-apocalyptic utopia, like uh, something like, I guess, The Giver. Okay. I was I was inspired a little bit by that kind of world. But um, it's kind of like Avatar meets The Avengers um, with these kids and these powers that they nice. get to um, save the world because um, the light falls for these kids to make a difference but the light gets corrupted for evil men to use so big war breaks out and um, my other books are young adult and they are darker and romantic and I, I don't know I'm just getting to this dark looking I guess I like to write a positive message on things but kind of looking from a dark perspective and cool. um, in the end seeing the light I have a lot of superhero stories that I just haven't I have one finished, but it's not ready yet. It's okay. not ready yet. Okay. And um, some, I'm always writing something, always thinking of something new. So. Okay. So it's weird generally to have women in the sci-fi space as as authors. They are definitely, you know, fewer fewer and further in between. Mm-hmm. Um, but you happen to be a sister, a person of color, and also a woman. What was the inspiration? Where were you as a child? How were you stricken? By this affliction to want to write fantasy novels as as a as a young beautiful black woman. Well, you know, it kind of seems like they say it's unusual for a woman to do anything besides like be a nurse and a mom. Uh, and a mom, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, but, or ballerina. Or, or ballerina. <laughs> um, but if you're a Russian, those male right. ballerinas are there very you go. masculine. There you go. Um, I, I've always liked to write. I've been um, I'm big into music. I've um, been singing ever since I can remember. Okay. And so at first I was really just writing a lot of music, my own original songs. And so um, when I w- went to college for um, animation for a little while, okay. I went to a sc- college for creative studies and I had a setback and I couldn't go back to school. So I um, saw a report about Stephanie Meyer and J.K. Rowling and just how successful they were and I'm like well you know let me look at their stuff so I read Twilight it was okay right um I read the second one I had to quit and because <laughs> it was just like okay this is just like too much teenage dribble but um I'm like man I can do something like this right. so I put together my first novel which isn't pulp- that's the one that's not ready yet but it's called Superficial it's it's a superhero kind of whodunit story okay and um and I wrote that one and I wrote a sequel and I wrote the next one after that and I'm like well I can't just keep writing this series if it's not published yet. Let me write another one. So I, I wrote the light book next, and I think I wrote Super Kid after that, and I just kept going, and I just truly loved it and fell in love with writing. I've I've always written stuff, um, but I wrote my first novel I guess when I was eighteen, and okay. and um, now I have ten that I've completed, and wow. I'm twenty four. Oh wow! Look at that! Look at that! Almost twenty five. Oh boy! Uh, you know, then your insurance comes down. I know. I know. I'm excited about that. That's the thing I'm looking forward to. So now, if if someone was interested in getting some of your books from Ninja Dust, where would they go? Well, you can go to our website, uh, www.ninjadustpublishing.com. We have a Twitter that's um, at Ninja Dust Pub. 
and a Facebook page, um, Ninja Dust Official. And um, you can get them all on Amazon, but if you want to find direct links, just go to ninjadustpublishing.com. Oh, that, that sounds great. Well, Christina, thank you very much for sitting down and talking with me. Uh, I look forward to all of the things that you guys have going forward in the future, and hopefully you'll come back and tell the Spawn Point blog listeners and or the, the readers and, and listeners of Spawn on Me what you guys are doing next. All right. Thank you for having me. Oh, it was our pleasure. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed that. That was Christina Barr of Ninja Dust Publishing. Make sure you follow her on Twitter and follow all of the exploits of everything that they're doing over there. Ten novels, ten novels in six or seven years is is pretty amazing. I've written zero novels in thirty something years. So um, big ups, big ups to Christina Barr. And uh, shout out to everybody over at Ninja Dust Publishing. Um, Really, really great work that they're doing over there. Next bit of breakdown news is, uh, you know, we talked about it a few episodes ago. Um, You know, there's not a lot of games coming out. So we wind up talking about the same games over and over again. And the game that we've been talking about the last few weeks has been the one and only Watch Dogs. Now we got a little bit of a different spin on Watch Dogs um, because now, instead of just talking about Watch Dogs itself, we're talking about Watch Dogs actually coming out on the Wii U. That is a shout-out to you, Agent Jackson, uh, Sharif Jackson of uh, SharifJackson.com and Operation Cubicle and, and the Rhyme Right Podcast and hashtag Science Looks Good. If you guys aren't... Uh, finding you know you guys haven't found that stuff yet i don't know what's going on you should be listening to me and listening to uh sharif and everything that he's doing over there it's it's, uh it's always a great time um anyway uh watchdogs is coming out on the wii u or at least what ubisoft has come uh, come out and said is now that they've actually done the work on the big boy games now they're going to uh They've finished the work on on essentially on Watch Dogs for the Xbox One and the PS4. Now they're focusing all of their attention on the Watch Dogs for the Wii U, which I guess is a good thing. So now, you know, now I guess it's getting personal attention. But if you're if you own a Wii U and you're waiting for Watch Dogs on the Wii U, then I, you know, I don't know when it's coming out. I, I mean, if they're they're focusing, they're focusing on the work for it now. I I I, I couldn't tell you when it's coming out. Um, who knows? Who knows? Uh, do you think it will ever come out? If you've got a Wii U, are you going to buy it? If you've got a Wii U and a PC, or if, if you've got a, a if you have a Wii U and some other way of playing the game. Are you going to wait to play the game on your Wii U? Um, was that ever even an option for you? I don't know if it would ever be an option for me. I don't personally. I don't have it. I don't own a Wii U. Um, but it, it, if there was a multi-platform game, I did own a Wii. If there was a multi-platform game last gen, I never bought the multi-platform game on the Wii. Um, in fact, I, you know, I can't really remember any games that I bought on the Wii. 
I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a bad, I'm a very, very bad Nintendo fan. Um, but yeah, so, uh, I mean, at, at least right now though, Watch Dogs is getting personal attention, uh, from Ubisoft for the Wii U version. And we'll, you know, we'll see what, what becomes of that. I think they'll be the next game that actually takes advantage of the giant screen that you've got there, but who knows exactly how they're going to be using it. If they're going to use it in similar ways that they're going to be using second screen experiences for the one and for the PS4. And I, you know, I wonder if it will look, I I'm assuming it will look better than it will on the PS3 and the 360. Um, but you know, I wonder where it will fall in in the graphical spectrum of of the versions of the game that we're that we're going to be able to see. So it, it it'll it'll be fun to see whenever that comes out um, because it's not coming out on Mar- on May twenty seventh with the rest of the the rest of the versions, which are everything else: PC, PS three, PS four, three sixty, and the one. Um, all come out May 27th. Wii U, hmm. Uh, so, so th- there's there's plenty of Nintendo love over at Ubisoft. Um, you know, we'll see what we'll see what happens with that. Uh, speaking of plenty of love in a non-sarcastic way, I've got plenty of love for this next dude that I interviewed, uh, Terry Huddleston. I, I screwed up your name, bruh, but I, but I got it right now. Um, I happen to be walking the show floor. And I just came across this giant wall of color of spot on renditions of characters, you know, Batman, Spider-Man, Iron Man, Superman, um, Ultimate Warrior, Hulk Hogan, just just I mean, just about any character that you could think of was sitting on this was, you know, there were 10 by 12s on this almost you know 10 foot by 8 foot wall of of just colorful ink and art and then you know on his on his table were giant laminated uh booklets of great art beautiful art um he even had some art from the the Roddy Roddy the Rowdy Roddy Piper movie They Live um great great dude uh, so without further ado, please, uh, take a listen to, uh, great Afro man, Terry Huddleston. What's up everybody? This is your boy Stubby Stan, AKA Cicero Holmes at the Chicago comic and entertainment expo C2E2. I'm here with Terry Huddleston. Because I'm terrible with names. Um, dope, dope artist. Uh, winner of Best Afro at C2E2. Terry, how are you today? I'm good, I'm good. So, uh, Terry, what, what brings you to C2E2 besides your dope art? What are you, what are you, you know, what are you pushing? You've got a wonderful table of impeccably great art. If you, if you name a character, it is up on his wall right now. What are you doing to pay the bills besides making dope art? Well, you know, that, that's definitely the mythology that I have all the characters, so I'd like to keep it rolling. Um, basically, I'm pure freelance. I work on a lot of freelance artwork. Um, you know, I would tell anybody trying to get in the industry is the main thing you want to do is be reliable. You'll get in. Just You'll get in in some capacity. Me, 
I'm a, a back end kind of commercial work, but I, hey, work is work. <laughs> so there you go. Make that money. Make that money any by any means necessary. Uh, so uh, we're we're primarily a video game podcast. Are you a gamer? Yeah, you know, I used to be a hardcore gamer, but uh, one of the, one of the downsides of success is you have to become lightcore at, <laughs> at stuff that you used to have a lot of time for. So I put games. I'm gonna say the Cardinals sin. I put games on easy sometimes just to run through them real quick, so I can you know I got maybe I got a free day and I want to beat the game and get the story in. So yeah, I, I'm a gamer, but I'm a lightcore gamer these days. <laughs> any uh, any any games that uh, that you've worked on so far? Any games that you would be interested in working on? on? You know, the last game I played, the game that's really enthralled me, I haven't worked on it, but uh, I mean, I'd love to be a part of it in some capacity is, is Last of Us. And I'm an Xbox diehard. I'm not an Xbox where I'm die, I'm a fanboy, but at the same time, man, that's all I really had is Xbox. But Last of Us is, is a life-changing game, man. That game, that game changes the game on like on, on how you perceive games and, 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 the, and the palpable emotional register it has. Like, no other game has matched that. You, you, you know what? You, you sound like one of our discussions on our podcast. We, we said very, very similar things. Um, I, I want to switch gears for a second. You know, as a person of color, what, what was your, your inspiration for joining the, the, the comics and the artist industry? No, I, I didn't uh, come into it with like a, you know, I came into the industry kind of with with uh, anger and a, and a fire towards uh, the establishment whatever, whatever it may be it didn't really really want a color thing it was like a, you know I'm sick of people holding the keys to the kingdom and we can't get any so I kind of you know I, I'm, a, I'm a history buff I was like hey you know Julius Caesar took his stuff right to the people right you know he bypassed all the authorities and the, the elites and the the, the, the Senate and he said you know what I'm gonna make the people love me first and then I'll get the power because the people love me already I, I use the same strategy I came in appeal right to what people want and uh, now you know I have an inverted fame where you know the, the industry mainstream you know not so much but uh, with as far as a fan base I got a nice fan base so I love it yeah well v- Vinny Vidi Vici uh, I've been standing here for about 10 minutes he's definitely he is here he sees and he has conquered. Um, there are people lining up as we're interviewing. People are are trying to get his attention so he can sell his wares. So he is definitely doing the right thing. Uh, Terry, thanks a lot for talking to us. Uh, where can the people find you online? Where are the Twitters, the the internets, as they were. Okay, the internet stuff is. Uh Terry Huddleston Art, that's Instagram, and then thhuddleston.deviantart.com is the art site. But if you want to just bypass all that, just type in Terry Huddleston in Google. I'm the first link that pops up. So <laughs> any any Twitter? I don't do Twitter. I need to, but uh, my, my wife hasn't hooked it up for me yet because I'm, I'm kind of a curmudgeon when it comes to that stuff. <laughs> Terry, thanks a lot for all your time. Um, people, please, please go and and check out his art. It is dope. Take it from me. Terry, thanks a lot. Hey, no problem, man. Thank you. Thanks again, Terry. Terry Huddleston. If you want to find Terry's art, go to T Huddleston dot uh, deviantart.com or you can email them at tthuddleston at gmail.com Terry is still in the stone ages without a Twitter 
Um, step your game up, bruh. But uh, he's definitely he's definitely been working on his art. Um, maybe we can uh, we can get him get him some some movement in the gaming space so he can start gaming again. That would be great. Um, but uh, yeah, Terry, thanks a lot for sitting down and, and talking with us. Uh, right now, what I'm going to do is um, something that I'd like for us to do at least once once a week. Um, and and that's kind of, you know, we're, we're kind of against the whole what games are you gaming type of type of deal um, just just because it's so done. But I want to be able to spotlight some games that we are playing or that we've that we've seen that we think that you guys should should know about. And we've been in, we've done a pretty good job of, of doing that over over the the months uh, as, as it's been. But, uh, yeah, I, you know, I, w- I want to formally kind of do that and let me guys, you know, guys, let me know, uh, what you think or let us know what you think of, uh, of us doing that. I've, I've come up with different names, but you guys can decide, uh, you know, what you'd like it to be called right now. So our spotlight, uh, you know, because I am the king of bad puns, biggie pun, if, uh, if you will, I've, I've decided to call the segment, Rock out with your guap out. Um, so, so let me know how grown worthy that is. And, you know, maybe we'll keep it if it's particularly bad. Um, but if it's only mildly bad, we'll get rid of it. But anyway, the, the games that we want to spotlight this week are, uh, twofold. One is a game that you'll be able to find a, a write up on the spawnpointblog.com. Actually, both of the games you'll be able to find uh, write ups on on the spawnpointblog.com. And uh, the first is a game by I think it's the Double Fine guys, but it's also like a Zelda game. It's just a weird mix and match of game types and just kind of letting you as the user do whatever you want to do. Uh, the game is called hack and slash, uh, like ghost and goblins. The it's, it's not. And it's N the letter hack and slash. And basically what happens is it's a top down game, um, with this quasi cell shaded 16 bit look kind of looks like some of the goofy cartoons, um, it's, it's a really cool art style, looks like Zelda, but every time you touch an asset, you can actually change the asset, you can change it, you can take a bush and you can set it on fire, but, uh, by these menus that pop up, you can, uh, do all sorts of really, really weird things, and it helps you, you know, you can solve puzzles by, determining how you solve the puzzle it's almost like it's almost like the game that was on the ds scribble knots uh just like scribble knots um so where you you have a puzzle and you have to try and decide how you're going to solve that puzzle but you have essentially the the tools from the game from the programmers to try and figure out how how you can solve the puzzle so you can think outside of the box and they encourage you to think outside of the box the box is yours um so it's a it's a really really cool game um it doesn't have a release date yet uh but they're trying to move it through their internal beta testing so they can get it out to consumers and show you know show off the game so that we can break it 
and they said that they're going to hold back the last act of the game until I guess the game hits critical mass so that everyone can kind of play it at the same time, which I think is really, really cool. So yeah, definitely be on the lookout for that game. I think it's, it's, it's an indie title. I think it's, it's definitely going to be out on PC and whether, whether it comes out on consoles, I'm not exactly sure how, how all of that is going to work out. Um, but we'll, you know, as we find out more information, we'll definitely let you guys know. The second game that I want to talk about is a game that's already out. It is Trials Fusion for the next gen, current gen consoles, the PS4 X1. Uh, Trials Fusion is a sequel, a spiritual successor to the trials games that were originally on the 360 indie games on the 360 think excite bike with new age physics and uh just wonky crazy stuff going on it is a an incredibly incredibly fun game um it's a 2D scrolling map that you have to use the uh, motorbike physics to kind of uh, to accomplish all of the different jumps and and all of the different obstacles that are within each track. Uh, there's a great ghost mechanic within the game. So your friends that are playing the game will appear, their heads will appear, or their times will appear as motorcycle helmets on the on the map. So that you can tell where you are in terms of where their best run was and and you can beat them. So, uh, you know, a lot of times what happens is you're playing the game and you'll get an update that someone just beat your best time on a track and you can go back. And I've already experienced that. And that's a lot of fun going back and beating beating someone who beat your time, beating their time, beating beating your time and beating their time again. Um, if that makes any sense to anyone, um, it, it's it's definitely a lot of fun. It really gets challenging. Um, the question for me is how long for for me, and this is definitely a you know it's definitely a what you know what's your your masochist pain threshold, um, and and. Um, you know, for me, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's kind of low, but it, the question for me is whether or not, you know, how long will it be before the game stops being fun and is just frustrating, but it, you know, definitely does get hard and you have to understand the mechanics and, and learn the game. And the more time you spend with it, the better at the game you will become. Uh, so hopefully it doesn't become frustrating. There is a season pass, that will be available for the game and there also is a track creator so there is lots of lots of opportunity for this game to to live beyond the 60 or 70 tracks that they have uh naturally available um and each track has or most of the tracks have three challenges so just really weird esoteric things that you have to do like getting a certain number of flips um, doing certain kinds of stunts, which you can also do in the game. The game itself is $20 digitally uh, on both consoles, and you can buy it in stores for $40, but $40 will give you the game and the season pass. So if you just want to dip your toe in the water, 
you're not sure you really want to invest in a season pass for the game, I would suggest getting it digitally. I will say with one caveat, I love the game. I think the game is a lot of fun. If the game was $5 less, if it was $15 digitally, it would be a no-brainer. But I've got to say that despite how much fun I'm having with the game, uh, it may be... it's. Twenty dollars is a little expensive for for this game because I you know I don't know if I'm going to be playing it in a month. Let's put it that let's put it that way. So you know I don't know I don't know. Um, I love the game. The game's a lot of fun, but if I were in charge of of uh, marketing uh, and de- you know determining the price, then maybe I would have I would have put it out at five dollars less. Uh, and at $5 less, it would have been an absolute no brainer. So, well, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. We're going to move on in our great interviews. Uh, the next interview, the next interviewee is, uh, uh, a cat that you've, uh, like I said before, these are people that you may not have necessarily heard of, but you've seen some of their work. Uh, this gentleman has done lots of work in uh movies that you may have seen and we'll we'll talk about that in the interview um ladies and gentlemen uh stay tuned for out of the west indies or in brooklyn by way of the west indies by the way of jamaica uh mr karan grant uh, here we go this is your boy stubby stan aka cicero holmes at the chicago comics and entertainment expo i'm here with Karan Grant, who is a dope artist. Um, if you've seen some things, you've probably seen his things. Um, Karan, why don't you say hello to the people and uh, what you're doing? What's up, y'all? I'm Karan here. I'm repping my stuff at C2E2. Uh, a lot of, I mean, uh, a lot of conceptual stuff I've done. Um, infamous for video games. Um, Ninja Gaiden, G.I. Joe movie, uh, Man of Steel movie, a lot of conceptual work. That's 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 really dope. That's really, really dope. What, uh, what are you working on right now? Is it a lot of conceptual stuff? Is there a, a specific project that you want to pimp? Well, I'm um, doing a lot of... I, a lot of conceptual stuff I do for the bigger companies. I, I can't really say what, what they are um, through N- NDAs, but I'm doing my own thing. Got a little t-shirt line coming out soon. Um, building some motorcycles, doing some uh, more conceptual art. Um, I've got a, a art show exhibit coming up in um, in in June on June 16th at um, in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. So if you're in Williamsburg, you can come out and see a lot of pop culture artists like Jason Pearson, Joe Maderera, people like that um, doing art. You know, doing their thing. You know, putting in the gallery scene. We have a a, a con um, cosplay party at the same venue and the same event, you know. Okay, all right, all right. I mean, we've got a, a lot of fans in Brooklyn uh, as part of our Chicago Brooklyn Chicago merge. Um, so uh, yeah, so hopefully everybody will come out to uh, Williamsburg and check that out. Uh, so most recently. Um, you were working on uh, GI Joe Retaliation, so people saw some stuff that you that you worked on in that. Yes, um, I designed a, a lot of the vehicles. I was part of the, the design team for a lot of the movie for um, for the production, early production end of the of the movie. I 
worked with a lot of producers on the ground level stuff like the Hiss Tank and the um, uh, Fireflies Motorcycle and I did a lot of um, uh, storyboards for that just to kind of help develop the, the, the movie and uh, direction for it. That's that's dope. Actually, uh, one of the the things that people complimented about that movie was the fact that the his tank looked so true to life. Right. So uh, yeah, big ups to to Karan for uh, for for great work. So uh, so Karan, are you a video game player right now? You said you were doing some stuff on Ninja Gaiden. That you did some concept work, Ninja Gaiden, Metal Gear, that kind of stuff. Yeah, what well, are you playing? I did um, a lot of the intro um, stories for the Ninja Gaiden Z game coming out soon. Um, a lot of the, the flashback sequences are my, my art that's animated to kind of tell the story. Um, I used to be a, a big gamer, but you know what I mean? I had to uh, invest the time and start to make the game rather than play the game. So, <laughs> yeah, so go ahead, yeah, go ahead and make that money. I, I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at you at all. So, uh, if the people want to buy your art, uh, besides seeing you uh, in Williamsburg, where, where can they where can they find your art, buy your art, come and see you, support you? Well, you can find a lot of my stuff on my website, carongrand.net. Um, I got a lot of stuff on many, many stores. Uh, you know, uh, we call it Amazon and a lot of internet sites. There are a lot of brick and mortar store, stores that carry a lot of my t-shirts and my, my tops for ladies and all that stuff. Uh, more merchandise stuff I'm trying to put out to really kind of share my work with, with people in different avenues, you know, not just uh, on a video game level, but more in a real tactile art level, you know. Okay. Uh, any Twitters or Facebook? Uh, I'm on Twitter, Karan Grant Art. Uh, Facebook, Karan Grant. Um, Instagram, Karan Art. So just uh, just Google me and you find everything that I, that I do all over the web. Okay, well, Karan, uh, thank you very much. Remember, uh, if you're in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, you want to go to uh, the Art Pop Show on 560 Grand Street. This is on Saturday, June 14th, so you need to know about that uh, at 8 p.m. Uh, check it out. And uh, Karan, thank you very much for uh, for hanging with us, and maybe we can get you on our show, Spawn on Me. What do you think about that? Yeah, man, I mean, I'm down. I'm more than down, so, you know, put me on there. That's, that's what's up. Karan, thanks a lot. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Karan Grant. Karan, thanks so much for uh, sitting down with me. Uh, make sure you guys follow him on Twitter at Karan Grant Art. And if you've seen Man of Steel or G.I. Joe Retaliation, you've seen his work. Um, go check out some of his other work. It is really, really dope. Creative Cat is coming from, from the Highlands, which is the home of the reggae music home of world music and speaking of music here is our first music break i'm super excited to bring this music to you um it's really great this is part of this was part of my hip-hop revival i hope you guys enjoy it here it is bring it Heaven only knows, uh-huh. cause I don't understand. Understand now. Won't you tell me, please? Tell me. What's the master plan? Master plan. Spent so many days. Many days. Sitting on a cloud. Sitting on a cloud. Heaven only knows. Only God knows. So I'll just move Yo, around. Tell him. Now, now, I break out of my physical shell and exhale past the so-called body. Used to go to the party, but now I sit and chill with the pen and the pen. 
pad Dropping ill philosophical science Me and my dad, we talk about life right. And how it started, how we departed from life's path And probable right math, the task at hand Is making people understand that we're not who we think we are Within this land of the lost, the cost of souls could be so high People be getting high, wondering why we die But it's all planned, but yet your fear take the hand We keep on returning, cause the lessons need learning Concerning what fact, I sing and I rap I hold this mic contact Critics can step back and analyze uh, I energize with cosmic rays and days that ain't no Getting yeah, my signal from the sun uh, Cause I don't understand Don't understand Won't you tell Cause me Cause I pray please. every day What's the master plan? The master plan Spent so many days Many days Sitting on a cloud Sitting on a cloud Heaven only knows oh, Only God knows So, so uh, riddle me this uh, Riddle me uh, this like this uh, Melodical, prodigal flows, uh, hypnotical blows to brain pieces, ooh, telekinesis. Uh, when I reach this pinnacle, cynical, clinical microphone, Autobots waiting on lotto spots, trying to rock. Uh, but yo, they can't understand. Uh, uh, There's only one plan. Uh, the time is at hand. Uh, In the year 2011, the people of the sun return to free the righteous children. Now, I know you want to be on top of the world, giving a dominant pearl to your girl, watching your jacuzzi swirl. Seems like material lust. We need to look up to the Heavens for imperial trust me It's kinda hard when you rhyme sometimes Everybody wants to scrutinize Redefine who you are But every person is a star So let your light shine for Heaven and praise only God knows, Only knows now Cause I don't understand Don't understand now Won't you tell me please Tell me please What's the master plan? I wanna know the plan Spend so many days Many days Sitting on a cloud Sitting on a cloud Heaven only no. knows If you feel it I'll just move the crowd for now. Gotta move the crowd. Gotta move the crowd. Yeah. Gotta move the crowd. I'll just move the crowd for now. So, somebody told me, they said, uh, if you free them. They will start revolution and Babylon cannot defeat them. Right, yeah. And they don't want that. And they don't want that. And they don't want if that. Free them. Free them. They will start revolution uh -huh. and Babylon cannot defeat them. Mind revolution. Mind revolution. And so, ah, uh, ha, ha. My sister say Hot damn, everybody. That was. I hope you enjoyed it. That was chaos. With Heaven Only Knows off of his exit album, the debut album, 2002. Um, great, great album. You know, it used to be that hip hop lived only in New York, but apparently hip hop has gone and taken roost all over the world, in particular north of the border in Toronto with dudes like Chaos and uh, that, that dude Kanon. Uh, apparently you gotta have a K name, a hard K in your name, like, uh, Chaos or K9 or Drake, uh, if you're coming out of Canada, um, particularly, particularly Toronto. Um, but that is real hip hop. And speaking of real hip hop, um, the next two interviews that I have are from people that were on a hip hop and comics panel that I uh, was able to sit down and and watch and listen uh, while I was at C2E2. Um, the first person 
is a sister named Itasha Womack. She wrote a book that sounds really, really dope. Um, everyone should definitely check it out. Uh, so here we go. Without further ado, Itasha Womack. Hello, everybody. This is your boy, Stubby Stan, a.k.a. Cicero Holmes at the Chicago Comics and Entertainment Expo, C2E2. I am sitting here talking to Itasha Womack, who I saw yesterday in a panel. Uh, She's written a dope book. She's super funky and foxy. Itasha, why don't you say hello to the people? Hello, everybody. So, Tasha, why don't you uh, talk about what you're doing and why you're here and, uh, you know, what makes you so exciting? Yeah, well, I'm here at a C2E2 promoting my book, Rayla 2212, uh, and it was an outgrowth of another book I worked on or wrote called Afrofuturism, The World of Black Sci-Fi and Fantasy Culture. Wow. So, in putting that together, I got really excited about telling a story about a woman who was a, a rebel strategist on a planet in 2212, and it gave me an opportunity to really explore identity, um, cultural identity on another planet, and, and how you can kind of bridge this world and and in the future. Okay, I mean, that's, that's really dope. So one of the things that uh, really drew me to the project and everything that you're doing was the name of the main character. What's her name? Uh-huh. Rayla Elmatic. Okay. Rayla Elmatic. So our Nas fans will, will recognize uh, where that name came from. And I think it's really cool because it implies somebody in our lineage was a Nas fan. And if you think about people being on another planet 200 years from now, I mean, you can, you can remix and recreate culture as you like. And that's highly probable. Right on, right on. So what you're doing is exactly what basically the Spawn Point blog's mission statement is, is to come into a space and say, we are people of color, I'm going to create characters, and I'm going to create things that interest me, people that look like me, that share, share my background culturally, and, and then move that forward. Um, was that exactly what you were thinking about when you were creating this character? What were some of your inspirations? What, what drove you to do this? Yeah, well, you know, I always liked um, heroines. You know, I was a big Wonder Woman fan as a kid. I loved Princess Leia and, you know, fantastic women. But I wanted to see a woman of African descent, you know, embodying those same superhero powers. Uh, Of course, there was Storm, and I liked Storm a lot, but I just wanted to see more. And at some point, when you're a creator, you can create those stories. And when I got to that point and recognized it, I said, you know, hey, why not? And you can pull from your experiences and things you're interested in, and, and the sky is the limit. And I think what's most important is that the audience is there. You know, you really don't know who your audience is until you get the work out there. So so how long has your book been out, and how's the reception been so far? This book debuted at C2E2. Wow. Yes. So this weekend, it's available exclusively at C2E2, and it will be available on our website in about a week. The website's uh, Rayla, R-A-Y-L-A-2212.com. And we have the artwork, we'll have the some of the, the t-shirts and the, the whole shebang. <laughs> oh, that's, that's crazy dope. That's really, really good. Um, so we're primarily a video game website. Are you a gamer? You know what? I appreciate gaming. 
And when I say that, you know, the level of dedication that it takes to master a game is so all-encompassing that I appreciate it in a, in a new way. And what's super cool about it is that it's so multi-leveled in its storytelling now. And as a person who loves telling stories, that's the part that just, like, blows me away. Kind of the first-person immersion into another world. It's, you know, it's incredibly fascinating. Well, and it's actually uh, great that you said that because the last two games that pretty much uh, swept the game of the year, the last two years running, um, actually the last three years running, first was a game called Journey, which was there there wasn't a lot of gameplay, but it was a very poignant story that had no words. But then last year was uh, uh, The Walking Dead, the game which was a very, very great story. It was episodic, um, but what people pointed to was the story. And last year was The Last of Us, which is a PlayStation 3 game, which, again, people really talked about the story, and that's what hooked people, and that's why it it won so many awards. Would would you be interested in in sitting down and, and creating a story for a game? Oh, totally. Totally. I am so there. I've been thinking about my character, exploring different ways to build. So I am there. Okay. So, all right. So what are you working on next? Next, I am just building on Rayla. And, you know, I'm a filmmaker. So I really want to, I'm going to be shooting soon. Okay. And and doing some some sci-fi stuff. So get ready. Oh, that's that's dope. Some black sci-fi needs to happen it is it has been too long since uh since billy d williams and lando calrissian was in the millennium falcon we need we need some we need some some black characters out there in space unlike the jetsons in the future apparently there are no black people that exist we got to show them that black people do exist right and that's why you have rayla 2212 there you go yes there you go so uh tasha where can people find you obviously uh we can find the book at rayla.com or rayla 2212 rayla 2212.com and uh what about your twitter facebook social media yeah I'm on Twitter at Yatasha Womack. Uh, I'm on Facebook, uh, Instagram. I'm Y Soul Star. So I'm I'm there. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us. Um, if you've got anything further to promote, please come to us. We'll be more than happy to do so. Um, so yeah, thank thank you very much for taking the time. You know, thank you, and kudos to you and your listeners for really championing uh, just the fact that a lot of people of color are gamers. You know, a lot of us are in sci-fi and been into technology and, and the, the entertainment and crossing and merging it for a very very long time. This is nothing new. So, cheers to you. Oh, thank you, thank you very much. All right, guys, I'll see you soon. Thanks again, Itasha, for sitting down with me and all of your kind words. Rayla 2012 sounds, 2212 sounds really, really dope. Uh, if you guys want to follow her on Twitter, which I suggest that you do, you follow her at Itasha Womack. That's uh, Y Tasha Womack uh, on Twitter. And Rayla 2212 is at Rayla 2212 or at Team Rayla2212, and that's Rayla spelled R-A-Y-L-A-2212. Um, the next group of P 
people that I interviewed is two two cats. Uh, both are artists that you may not have heard of generally, but you have definitely you are definitely fans of their work. You'll find out why uh, as as I interview them. Um, one of them. I was, uh, I actually got to see on the panel that was, he was on the panel with Itasha. Uh, that was Kari Randolph. Um, both of them are working on a project. It's Kari Randolph and Amelia Lopez. They're both working on a project, uh, called Tech Jacket that has been written by, uh, the Walking Dead creator, Robert Kirkman. So, uh, if you're not familiar with, them necessarily by name you're definitely familiar with Kirkman you're definitely familiar with his work um, and you're familiar with their work and you'll be familiar with their work in the future Um, so let me stop rambling because I can do this forever ladies and gentlemen Emilia Lopez and Kari Randolph What's up, everybody? This is your boy, Stubby Stan, a.k.a. Cicero Holmes, or the other way around with the Spawn Point blog and Spawn on Me. We're at C2E2 with... Kari Randolph, a.k.a. Corrupt.com, a.k.a. Corrupt Caligula. <laughs> and the E-Man, Emilio Lopez. Right on. Both, both of Tech Jacket. Uh, great new series that's going to be coming out very, very soon. Uh, two really dope artists. Um... Let's I guess let's talk about what they what they have done. I'm sitting at their booth. Everything is crazy right now, y'all. Um, Carrie, where did you start? Where did you like where where do people know you from? I mean, I worked on a bunch of animation, a bunch of shows. I worked on Ninja Turtles, I worked on Boondocks, uh, Wolverine and the X-Men, uh, Voltron. I've also worked on some comic books, uh, Spawn, Spider-Man, Teen Titans Go. Batman Beyond, Wall Justice League Beyond, uh, eh, a bunch of shit, you know. That's, just, that's crazy. Well, I mean, that's that's a crazy list of of just dope, dope titles. Emilio, what about you? Me, I'm I've also a pretty much an animation guy. I, I actually started off on uh, Ninja Turtles. I worked from what is it, uh, 2003 to 2009. I worked on Venture Brothers, Metalocalypse, Black Dynamite. Uh, Wow, yeah, it's just a lot of animation stuff, and I also worked on um, work on right now. I'm working on uh, Batman Beyond 2.0, which is on uh, DC's uh, digital, and I'm also working on Tech Jacket, and also worked uh, drew and colored um, Kara's Magic the Death Princess. So, how did you two cats get together and start this collabo? Like, did you guys know each other before? You just kind of ran into each other and said, "Hey, we should do, we should work together." Or did you guys work on previous projects together? Um, we we actually both uh, met up at uh, Four Kids when we were working on Ninja Turtles together. Okay. Uh, actually, well, we were working on Ninja Turtles. We were also working on a show called Chaotic that came out a couple yeah, years ago, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, we were doing a lot of design work for that. And uh, eventually, once everything wrapped up with four kids, I kind of went to Emilio and I was like, listen, man, I'm going to go back to comic books. Would you want to kind of team up and kind of collaborate? I felt like it'd be more successful if we paired up as a unit and just hit comic book companies and said, hey, this is what we have to offer. Maybe y'all wouldn't want a piece. And it's been working ever since. That's dope. That's dope. So uh, why don't you guys talk about Tech Jacket and what what uh, fans should expect from from this great collaboration? 
Uh, tech jacket? Wow, it's just, it's just a really cool thing. I mean, it's kind of like Iron Man meets, you know, Green Lantern and... You know, he's kind of like this. It's kind of like the space guy who kind of handles all this this stuff. It's it, he kind of protects the planet. It's 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 a really cool thing. I mean, it's um it has actually come out before before we started on it. It was a, a short mini series that Kirkman put out, and you know, it didn't it did okay. But I think he really wants to kind of focus on it and really kind of push it push it this time around and make him you know kind of something along the lines of like Astonishing Wolfman or. Um, uh, invincible. invincible, yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, I mean, that that sounds really dope. So, you know, what brought you guys into comics? Because or into animation and and and, and into the mainstream, uh, being mainstream animators. That, you know, I was a kid. I grew up, and and you know, I saw John Romita and and Junior and and Kirby. And you know all of those cats, McFarlands. But you know one thing they all have in, co- in common is you know they're they're real light skin. <laughs> but you know there there weren't a lot of there weren't a lot of uh, you know people with good tans that that we could look to and 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 you know kind of mentor mentor from. What what drew you guys to comics and and allowed you to to become the successes that you are? I mean f- for me. Um When I was young, you know, I think I mentioned on the panel yesterday, I grew up in a rough neighborhood, so I had to stay inside a lot because it was just a lot of bad things happening. And what I did with my free time was, you know, play video games, read comic books, and eventually that kind of stuff sparked my own imagination. I wanted to create my own characters and my own stories, so I just started drawing nonstop. And it was just a thing where I never even realized... I didn't know the races of anyone who was drawing this stuff. I obviously you don't see their pictures until until like maybe like Wizard Magazine or something like that. Um, it was just all about the art and the creativity and just expressing myself. I was always like a really quiet kid, but when I would draw, all my emotions would kind of come out on the page, and that was a way of kind of expressing myself. And you know, when I got older, you know, getting attention from people and girls, and you know, it was just, <laughs> just a fun way to you know stunt a little bit. Um, and that was just it. I mean, it didn't occur to me later that there wasn't many, you know, black people in comics. It wasn't until I actually got to New York and started interning at DC Comics and, and seeing what the industry for, for what it was. And I was like, oh, there's not that many of us. Um, so I felt like I always have to kind of represent and, uh, you know, kind of be a role model and just show that we're actually out here and we actually do do this kind of stuff. Right on. Oh, well, for me, it was, uh, it's actually like my uncle. He wanted to be a comic artist, and, you know, it just never really worked out for him. And I, I kind of took that and kind of kept on rolling with it. He taught me a lot of what I know, you know, these days, and I just wanted to continue to go forward, you know, with it. And also seeing some, you know, yeah, also seeing a kind of, you know, seeing those guys that are out there, like Joe Casada and, like, Joe Matarera, you know. Right, right. Guys, I was like, you know, it, it kind of made me feel like, all right, you know, if those guys could kind of get out there, maybe I could do it too, you know. I might, my career is kind of taking a little bit of a different turn. I didn't expect to do animation, but it's, you know, I kind of roll with the punches and keep on moving. Right you know? on. Right on. So, you guys, uh, Carrie was talking about video games. Are both of you guys gamers? Absolutely, man. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, uh, what what systems do you, do you guys currently own? 
Uh, let's see, I got a 360. I got a PS3 that's kind of sitting collecting dust right now. <laughs> but only because I just got a PS4, so I can kind of been playing that a lot. I have a, a PS3 and a PS4. Uh, I'm still playing PS3 games. I still got to go through a lot of stuff. I, I just I'm working so much. I can't even really. I got a little bit of a backlog. <laughs> Not enough HDMI cables, man. Right. <laughs> See, that's why. That's why you need to get an Xbox One. You can plug your cable box into your Xbox One. Yeah, you know. You know what. Uh, I used to be an Xbox dude, man, and I'm hearing some things that it's not a, what it's supposed to be. Something about some weak resolutions, and uh, I don't know, man. What's your resolution, son? My 1080p's, you know what I'm saying? I need all the P's, man. <laughs> so, uh, so what games? What games are you guys looking forward to coming out um, and in the future on the new consoles? Probably, I'm, I'm looking forward to Metal Gear. I'm looking forward to Watch Dogs. Uh, I'm, yeah, I don't know. Whatever else looks like, it's going to be cool, you know. <laughs> um, definitely Watch Dogs. Um, Mass Effect is kind of my favorite series, like, ever. That's coming back. I was, I'm, I'm ready. Let's go. Right. <laughs> I mean, in the meantime, I guess I'm going to check out Dragon Age, because that looks kind of ill. Yeah. Um, I was like, anything Assassin's Creed. Um I don't even know what else is coming out, but yeah. I'm I'm ready to go. Yeah, you know, unfortunately, that's that's what everybody's saying. They don't know what the fuck's coming out. Um, I'm waiting for E3, man. I yeah. need to see what's coming out this fall. Yeah. So, so would you guys be interested in animating uh, video games? Is that something that you guys have thought about? You know, lending your art to uh, to that new medium. I mean, I've already worked on one game. I worked on the. Marvel superheroes oh, MMO okay. that's out now, yeah. but, but that was mostly like cutscenes and right, stuff. Right. Um, so, but yeah, I would definitely like to in the future be involved in games somehow in some way. Yeah, I mean, it's a, you never know what happens. I mean, it's it's kind of those things. I mean, at least the way uh, a lot of artists these days are, it's like we we kind of we kind of do a little bit of everything. You know, we, we work in games, we work in in animation and comics. It's it's not really any one specific thing that we're you know that we do. You know what I mean? So it's definitely out there. Right, right. Well, I mean, there you go. It's all about diversifying your bonds. Diversifying your, your bonds. bonds <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, fellas, thanks a lot for, for taking the time to, to talk to us. Um, why don't you tell us where we can find your stuff, find your work, hit you up on the Twitters and and, uh, and the Facebooks and all that all that good stuff. I mean, my Instagram, I mean, my Twitter is just my name. It's just Kari Randolph. Um, I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, pretty much any social media. If you Google my name, you're going to find it super easy, so... Just spell it right, K H A R Y. There it is. <laughs> well, you can find me at uh, E Man Land on Twitter, and you can also find me on DeviantArt as, as well as E Man, and also um, I have an art site and other kinds of stuff. I also have a podcast called The Throwdown, which you can find on uh, stfuandplay.com, or you can find it on SoundCloud. That was too long. <laughs> um, fellas, uh, thanks a lot. Hopefully, uh, Carrie and... Oh, is it Kari? Kari like Atari. And Emilio, uh, we have a we have a podcast called Spawn On Me. We would love to have you guys on the show. Talk some games. Talk some shit. Listen to some hip-hop. Uh, have, a, have a really good time. Anytime. All right. Thanks a lot, fellas. Kari and Emilio, thank you guys so much for your time. Uh, I look forward to having them on the show. Uh, as you can hear, these cats are uh, 
two really fun guys who've worked on so much shit. They animated so much of our like adult youth, <laughs> um, you know, turtles and and you know all the great stuff that they've worked on. Uh, make sure you guys follow those guys on Twitter at Kari Randolph. That's K H K H A R Y Randolph, and at E Man Land. That's uh, e Man with two N's Land on Twitter. Um, and I can't look. I can't wait to uh, get these guys on on the show. Uh, also check out Emilio's Emilio's podcast, The Throwdown. Uh, cool, cool gaming podcast. Um, actually, and they 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 do a bunch of other stuff uh, that I was able to check out. So yeah, it was a really really fun time sitting down and talking to those cats. Uh, I've got something a little special for you. You know, like I said, it's going to be a little bit of a different show. You know, obviously we've had these interviews. But, um, you know, I had so much fun listening to chaos throw down, uh, throw down a, a, uh, great lyrics over a really dope beat that I figured, you know, why the fuck not? Let's do it again. Uh, so here you go with an encore presentation of another chaos track. Check this shit out. tired. In an effort to aid in the great shift, myriad to light bodies incarnate. Get up! To rock mics. Complex, this hip-hop alchemy. When I was a kid, I watched the legend company. Now I'm all grown, living life to the bone. New tone, spaceship, take me home. Back to the seventh sun, the seventh one. When I drop patience, Kevin's done. This eloquent vernacular is black enough to bring the change of Dracula. Uh, I'm hitting them with synonym adrenaline. Then ascending up to the kingdoms of the heavens. And a matter of time before this rhyme, infiltrate the bloodstream. Enter the mind of a man living a life in Babylonia. I'm lonely as you went to California. Frisco, hypnos, get close, crystals, taking it back to the raw rap rock. You, bl- you, you blind, baby. You're blind from the facts. Oh, yeah, because you're watching that garbage. That garbage. Ooh, I love this girl. She's a superstar. Come back, look rap, do it to the crowd, make them clap.
ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know, now you know. That was Chaos with Superstar Part Zero off the Exit album using one of the dopest beats known to man, one of the dopest samples ever made, Soho's Hot Music. Man, when that joint hit the club, oh my goodness, the next thing they needed was the fibrillators because people were going to have heart attacks from dancing so hard after that track came on. I love I love Soho, love that hot music uh, joint. Uh, the Superstar Part Zero is dope. And uh, of course, because we are the geniuses that we are, um, absolutely very topical. The next couple of interviews that I've got uh, to finish things off are with legitimate superstars. Listen, if you've never heard of these two people, you've never heard of anything ever in your life. I'm not even going to spoil the surprise for you. We're just going to start it off by saying, here's the next interview. Check it out. All right, everyone. It's your boy, uh, Stubby Stan, a.k.a. Cicero Holmes for the SpawnPointBlog.com. We're here at the Chicago Entertainment, uh, Chicago Comic and Entertainment Expo, C2E2. And it's my privilege to present to you the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Winston Zeddemore, who you're going to call Ernie Hudson. Ernie, how are you today? I'm doing great, man. It's great uh, to get a chance to take a break, talk to you. Everything is good. It's great being here. Right on, right on. So, uh, I guess, I guess the thing, the thing that people want to know right now is uh, obviously we've seen you in lots of things since the iconic Ghostbusters. But what are you working on right now? Oh, right now I'm shooting a movie called My Ex Christmas with Dean Kane. We're shooting it uh, in Los Angeles. In fact, I have to be on the set at six o'clock tomorrow morning so now i'm starting to you know and uh, i got to be ready with my lines and everything and the con is actually they have me pretty busy so that's what i'm working on also on thursday and friday i shoot a television show called franklin and bash for tnt i play a judge on that a recurring role on that so uh yeah but i stay busy you know i uh there's a movie with um hillary swank and emmy rosam Call you not you and Loretta Devine plays my wife. She's she's amazing, and uh, that should be coming out this summer. But um, yeah, I just like to to stay busy, and you know, and right now too, I've started to you know go back into uh, the community and uh, speak to different groups and um, sort of you know I'm at a stage in life now where you want to sort of you know reconnect to uh, people who are still struggling and still having their issues. So. That's that's my new focus now. Right on, right on. I mean, that's that's fantastic. It's you know, it's right on, right in line with uh, what we do at Spawn Point. Um, so one of the things that we focus on 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 our show is video games and and video games are, are voiceovers. And I know that you've done some voiceover work. Um, do you want to talk about some of the stuff that you've done? Have you done anything with uh, involving games? Uh, you know, I uh, well, of course, we did the Ghostbusters game, which has been right. hugely popular. Right, and, uh, Great I, you know, I haven't done a lot of games. Uh, I did the Transformers uh, Prime right. series. Uh, played uh, Agent Fowler on that. In fact, Tony Todd, who was with me in The Crow, and we did a couple of other things. He also worked on Transformers Prime. He's here. But, um, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I did some uh, Beverly Hills, Chihuahua 2 and 3. And uh, so I, yeah, I do do voiceovers from time to time, but uh, not a lot of games. I, I, I love doing it, so maybe uh, that might be more in the future. All right, well, if you hear that, uh, game producers and game designers, Ernie Hudson wants to work for you. So he wants to work with you. Let's, let's make that happen. Uh, Ernie, are you a gamer at all? 
Uh, not really. You know, I, I you know I got hooked on Tetris years ago. There my son, um, I bought him a Tetris game. He said, "Dad, this is really." So he showed me how to do it, and uh, I started playing Tetris about two in the afternoon. Had to be on the set the next morning at six. I was still playing. I hadn't even been asleep. I was hooked on Tetris for like ten years, and finally, I gave it to a little girl on a plane. I'm just like, just take it, just take it. So I'm a little bit cautious, man, because I know I can be addictive. You know, it's for the same reason I don't drink. I like, you know, I ain't going down that road because I know me. You got to know yourself. Right on. That's that's amazing. So, uh, Ernie, thanks a lot. I won't take up a lot of your time. I know you got a lot of people that are uh, coming and taking pictures of you. Uh, together, you did a uh, a crow reunion. Yes, um, and and there's the Ecto One is out there, so people are taking pictures of, of that. Um, but if people want to stay in touch with you, where where can they find you? Well, you know, I'm on Facebook. I'm on uh, all those different social medias. But the only one I actually do, to be honest, is. Twitter, you know, so I will tweet because that's fast and, and I don't have to think about it too much. On Facebook, I see too many baby photos and, uh, you know, and I just ain't got time. No throwback but, uh, for Ernie But Hudson. you can tweet me at um, uh, Ernie underscore Hudson and, uh, and I'll tweet back. And um, that's simple and fast and uh, I'd love to be in touch with everybody, though. That, that sounds fantastic. So, Ernie Hudson on Franklin and Bash. Uh, what, what network is that? Uh, Franklin uh, Bash is uh, TN, TNT. 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 So, uh, look for it. Check it. Put it on your DVRs. Uh, Mr. Hudson, thank you so much for, for talking to us. Uh, hopefully, if there's some things in the future, especially if there's anything gaming related, hopefully you'll come to uh, the Spawn Point blog and spawn on me and, and we'll be able to uh, promote promote all all the great shit that you're doing man great thanks man i really appreciate it ladies and gentlemen that was ernie hudson yeah i got to sit down and talk to ernie hudson it was amazing apologies ernie for saying all the great shit that you'd be into listen i don't do this for a living i've got no couth um, um, but if, you know, next time you come and talk to us, it'll definitely be something that your kids and your grandkids can listen to. Although your son is, is an adult. So I don't, you know, I don't think, uh, he, he would mind too much. And additionally, one of my most famous lines of, of anything is your honor, uh, working with these guys, I have seen shit that will turn you white. So thanks a lot, Ernie Hudson. That was a great time. I hope you guys enjoyed that. So the last bit of breakdown news that we've got for episode 12 of 12 of the Spawn on Me podcast is that the new Call of Duty or a new Call of Duty trailer has been shown. It is called Advanced Warfare. It is about private military corporations and what happens when these PMCs no longer decide, you know, decide that they're just going to kind of go rouge. They're going to go rogue and uh, take over things and, and see where see where that, you know, that takes us. Um, it is not long is no longer modern warfare. We're advanced. So the weapons are going to be a little bit more futuristic. As we saw, there were some um, looks like bio suits. Guys are able to jump and run faster. They're a little bit stronger. Um, so they're, you know, they're going to have access to lots of great, uh, weapons and techniques, uh, because of all the money that is available via PMCs. Also money available at Activision allows them to bring in A-list celebrities 
like Kevin Spacey, who apparently was the narrator for the trailer and has a big role in the upcoming game. Uh, it looks like he is going to be one of the CEOs of one of the of the PMCs or maybe the PMC in in question, uh, the 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 main one. But uh, the reason I saved this for last is because the next person that I talked to has also been in a Call of Duty game. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, may have been spoiled a little bit from Ernie Hudson's uh, interview. Check this out. I've got yet another one for you. I'm the shit, guys. I really am. This is uh, it's your boy Cicero Holmes, a.k.a. Stubby Stan at the Chicago Comics and Entertainment Expo with the one and only, don't say his name three times. Five Get, times. Five times. It's uh, Tony Todd, Tony Todd, Tony Todd, Tony Todd, Tony Todd, Tony Todd. How are you today, sir? I'm fantastic. It's Sunday at the extraordinary C2E2 event. I'm, I'm happy to be back in Chicago, and I'm happy to be going home soon. <laughs> <laughs> right on, right on. Actually, too much. Yeah, actually, I'm 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 on my way home too. Yeah. Probably right after I uh, finish talk, talking to you. On, Thank you very much. Los Santos hat on. Okay. Yes. This is a true GTA person. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, I'm wearing my uh, classic Los Santos GTA 5 hat right now. Uh, so, Tony... Beat. Right. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So, so uh, we're going to talk about uh, what you're doing next, but then we're definitely going to get back into your love for video games. So, what are you doing right now? Uh, I'm going to be shooting a new uh, Star Trek film. It's a fan-based film, but it's like, has a lot of professionals that were involved in the original project called The Battle of Axanar. Right on. Um, uh, Admiral Ramirez. Then I'm doing a movie down in uh, Miami called Agoraphobia in June, uh, where I play a psychiatrist. And then I got a pet project coming up called Cowboys Girl, which is written by a dear friend of mine named Diana Nicole Baxter, a beautiful writer and actress, and it's an exploration of a father and a daughter who have been estranged for 10 years. She finally goes to Vegas to visit her ailing father, and all the stuff that comes up. Oh man, that sounds amazing. So so where, where will we be able to pick that up? Well, we're going to shoot it in July, so you know we're in the beginning stage. But she has ten days left on her Kickstarter, so I don't know when this airs. But anybody that wants to help out, go to Kickstarter. We're offering a lot of bonuses and uh, a personal dinner and stuff with me. Uh, you know, the right amount. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so you ten PS4 systems, <laughs> years supply of games. I don't know. So you've done you've done uh, a lot of voiceover work. Uh, you were actually with uh, Ernie Hudson and Transformers Prime. Yes, and we worked together what fourteen episodes. Wow. And so, uh, have you done any voiceover work in gaming? Okay. Uh, let me think. Yeah. I think about it. I did that uh, Half Life Two. All right. Yeah, I did a little Star Trek early on, back when they were in PC form. 
And then I did uh, I got a little small game out there called Call of Duty Black Ops 2. <laughs> yeah, it's a little game. A couple of people played it. Maybe, you know. Yeah, one or two. Yeah, yeah. You know, made a couple of dollars. A uh, couple of days. Yeah. Do you, did, you, did, you get, did you get in on that? Yeah, no, of course not, because my union sucks. But uh, no, they pay me up front. Uh, but still, the movie made five billion dollars of money. I mean, the game made five billion dollars in five days. So I know I didn't get that. <laughs> but I had fun because I'm a gamer, and uh, you know, I got a call saying it was between me and one other person who happens to be a friend of mine. I'm all mention their names. <laughs> uh, but by the end of the day, and then it was, they told me it was. They didn't tell me what it was. And then they said. Oh, you got it. And by the way, is what it was. But it was under a pseudonym. And we had to film it out in a secret location. And then I had to sign a, a, a disclosure. I couldn't talk about it to families, friends, or I would be sued for four months. Wow. Okay, wow. I don't know how many you can keep a secret like that. Right. That you're in one of the hottest gaming franchises in the world. <laughs> Man, well... Well, that was a good job. So, so you are a gamer. Uh, we we talked previously about Grand Theft Auto Five. What are you? What what games are you looking for right now on the PS4 that you own? Well, I'm in the middle of Infamous Son. Okay. You know, uh, I'm a huge sports guy, and since my I'm a Laker fan, since my Lakers are horrible this season, you know, I'm booting up NBA 2K14 and winning. Cause I got moves. <laughs> I got moves. That's that's what's up. That is definitely what's up. Yeah, I'm also a Patriot fan, so whenever oh. I really want to get oh, boy. juiced up, I know, I know right. where I'm at. Right. But I'm a, but we win championships. Uh, <laughs> and so do the Lakers. Now that I'm on it. Right. <laughs> this, uh, this is the Yukon uh, Huskies, the UCW, uh, the NCAA men's and women's national champions uh, currently. This year. That is correct. I went to UConn. So. Oh, they! Oh, oh, Husky alum. Look at that. Yes, Look sir. at that. So, all right. So, now, where can people find you in the social medias and, and follow up and stay with you? And well, I'm a big Twitter user. Well, I'm coming to be, and you can follow me on uh, Tony Todd at Tony Todd 54. Okay. And I'll respond to everybody that drops something in there or says something interesting. Nice. Or drops some pearls of wisdom for the other nice. people. Nice. I hate yeah. to use the word followers because right. we're all the same right but the other sharers yeah, there, of there, information there it is there it is that is wonderful uh tony thanks a lot for taking the time to sit and talk sure. to us you're the man hey. i hope we stay in touch absolutely Any, absolutely uh, news i ever have please do please, please do please bring sure it to, to spawn point blog sign a disclosure yeah, no disclosures with us just uh, disclose whatever you want and we'll put it out there for you thank you my friend thank you very much that's right ladies and gentlemen that was the one and only Tony Todd. What a what a great interview. What a great person. Um, I, I love to invite Tony to come on the show and talk about how great his NBA 2K skills are. Um, I'll sit down and play them, destroy them, because, you know, that's what I do. I, I'm a dream killer. Um, Tony Todd, thanks so much. Uh, make sure you follow Tony Todd on Facebook at Tony Todd 54 and um, make sure you follow Ernie Hudson at Ernie underscore Hudson on Twitter. Great dudes. Great, great guys. Like I said before, superstars. 
if you know you you know who these guys are i can't believe that i was able to get them it was a great time uh thanks again guys uh, i want to thank everybody that made my c2 e2 experience um one that i'll always remember and hopefully you guys will always remember it christina Barr, uh terry huddleston karan grant yatasha womack Emilio Lopez and Kari Randolph, Ernie Hudson, and Tony Todd. Thanks again so much, guys. Um, now, you know, now it's time for our stuff. You want to follow us, you can follow us at Spawn on Me, at Spawn Point Blog, at Kajakins for Khalif, and at Stubby Stand for me. If you want to email the show, you can email us at feedback at the spawnpointblog.com. Um, or you can email myself or Khalif at Khalif at the spawn point or at the spawn point blog.com and Cicero at the spawn point blog.com reverse, uh, inverse respectively. Um, and also remember to follow us on Facebook at the, uh, spawn point gaming blog. Also iTunes, Stitcher radio, all the great places where you can find your great podcasts, wherever you decide that you want to listen to us. Uh, remember to rate and subscribe and tell your friends. Thanks a lot, guys. I hope you enjoyed this special one-off episode of the Spawn on Me podcast, episode 12. Uh, until next week with hopefully myself and Khalif and maybe somebody else. Who knows? All bets are off now. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for listening. Peace.